Hello and welcome uh, to the program. We're up at the Standing Rock Ranch. I want to talk to you a little bit about selling your home. If you're looking to sell your home, you need the best real estate agent you can find. And uh, whether you're a buyer or a seller, you need somebody who is buttoned up, who has a great track record in your area, has a great work ethic, has a, a really great media plan to make sure that your your house is being seen by buyers uh, and can negotiate the best deal for you. Now, we're just going to give you a tip uh, of somebody in your area that we have vetted and we feel comfortable. It's a free sim- uh, free system uh, for you. It's a free service. So all you have to do is go to realestateagentsitrust.com and uh, ask them for the best real estate area, uh, best real estate person in your area, according to you know our, our system of, of judging the best in the area. Uh, and we just ask you to do your own homework. Interview them. You can interview other people. But I think you'll agree, this is the real estate agent you can trust. Realestateagentsicantrust.com. Realestateagentsicantrust.com. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to it. One of the things you might have a problem with on today's program is that you will have to realize that you have been right. And none of us have wanted to be right about the things that we saw coming. We're going to go over that as we talk about Black Lives Matter. Do they actually matter? How do we actually talk to our friends who are so stuck in this loop uh, of either Donald Trump or the police are all bad? How, how How do we move past this? What is coming our way? Who is behind this? All of this and more begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Want to talk about Omaha Steaks? They're offering access to a wide variety of amazing packages, which were perfect to send dad for Father's Day. If you just go to omahasteaks.com, you have to enter the promo code back and you do that in the search bar. And it's going to be able to that'll take you right to the page where all of these specials are. Many of these specials include free shipping and a free pound of steak cut bacon. Oh, yes. We're talking about world-famous Omaha steaks, naturally aged at least 21 days for tenderness and perfection. Burgers, franks, sausages, all the stuff that you're going to throw up on the grill uh, for Father's Day. Premium poultry, pork, and yes, yes, a pound of uh, steak-cut bacon. Mmm. Tasty and easy-to-make side dishes, as well as one-step family meals, artisan desserts, and so much more. Father's Day packages are ready to order and ready to ship. Many include the uh, free pound of bacon, guaranteed quality, safety with every order. Send Dad a gift of food this year that he's going to love at omahasteaks.com. Type Beck into the search bar and shop for Father's Day today. omahasteaks.com. In the search bar, put Beck. So what the hell is happening in our country? Well, I'll tell you. 
Everything that I told you was coming is here, and I'll explain in a second. But we're in this place to where the news media won't even recognize what's really going on. We're in this place where you don't know who to believe. You don't know what's true, what's not. We're in this place where Facebook can edit us and say we don't have the facts, even though we do, and they never ask us for those facts until after they ban us. But then they can ban people and say, yeah, well, we found out X, Y, and Z. But they don't have to show their work. They don't have to show how somebody is connected to this bad guy or that bad guy. We must, but they don't. Is there anyone within the sound of my voice that doesn't want justice for George Floyd? Is there anybody? Is there anybody? This is not 1957. This isn't Emmett Till. Americans want justice. You know, these, these people now that are coming out because the autopsy has shown that, that uh, you know, he was uh, possibly, well, the autopsy says he was. He was on um, uh, fentanyl uh, and and also uh, speed and and so what does that mean? What does that mean? Nothing. It means nothing. He was still killed by somebody kneeling on his neck, so it doesn't matter. But why fight against the truth of what was in his body? Yeah, so he was on that. Okay, does that excuse the cop? No. Is there anyone within the sound of my voice that doesn't think that black lives matter? And is there anyone within the sound of my voice that don't think that all lives are equal? All men and women are equal. Now, I understand saying all lives matter makes everybody upset because they're really trying to focus on the black lives. But do black lives really matter? Do they to the protesters? No, I shouldn't say that. Not to the protesters, to the rioters, to the looters, to the people of Antifa. Do black lives really matter? You know, it wasn't until yesterday that I think it was uh, Jake Tapper actually tweeted this out. A retired police captain who was shot to death. He was 71 years old. He would do part-time work at this pawn shop in St. Louis. Well, his slaying was caught live on Facebook. This is very graphic if you happen to be watching uh, watching us. But I want you to listen to what is being said here. He gets into an altercation with a guy trying to steal a TV and is shot down in the streets. Watch and listen. Come on, OG, stay with me. Come on, OG. Come on, OG. Come on, OG, stay with me. Come on, OG. Come on, OG. Come on, OG. Come on, OG. Damn, man, over some TVs, cuz. Over some TVs, man. For real. That's somebody granddaddy, cuz. Man, f- What y'all trying to do? you talking about? Y'all kidding, man, over some TVs, cuz. Over some TVs, cuz. You hear me? That you could get, cuz. Over some TVs, That is nothing. This has nothing to do with George Floyd. Nothing. And that didn't have anything to do with politics either. Nothing. That was just looting. That was just greed. 
That's all that was. That was a senseless death. Do black lives really matter? Four black American men and one biracial woman have been killed in the riots. Not by the police, but by the rioters. Now, what's happening here? Well, you know the pallet of bricks story that was going around. Kansas City discovered pallets of rocks and bricks near protest sites on Sunday. Now, if you follow social media, you might have heard this. We haven't made a big deal out of it because I wanted to make sure that we could track down the sources and we could verify. So I can't verify. Well, let me just tell you what I can verify. Police in Kansas City now have verified that these um, uh, bricks and rocks were staged near protest sites around the st- uh, around the city. The head of the department said we've learned and discovered stashes of bricks and rocks in and around the plaza and Westport to be used during the riot. So now who's doing this? Kansas City police say they don't have any idea, quote, who put them there. I don't think they're doing any type of construction or anything like that. This was there for nefarious use. Now, these have been found all over the country. Is something going on? Well, any construction site worker would know bricks are very expensive. They're they're not left out in the street overnight because they're very expensive and they're things that people steal all the time. So nobody just dumps a pile of bricks in the street. So that's why people are protecting themselves. Now people are breaking the law even. Now there's a a gun store owner in Los Angeles that used an AR-15 to be able to protect his store. Sorry, not a gun store, a liquor store, a liquor store. Meanwhile, the Democrats want to take our guns away. So what is really happening? What's really happening here? As we arm ourselves, as riots spread, as black people are gunned down in the street, what's happening here is the riots have spread from the Middle East, then over to Europe, and now to the Americans. The radicals, the socialists, the communists, the Islamists are uniting. And they're not doing it in some convention. They're not voting. They're not calling each other up. They're just seeing the opportunity to destabilize and destroy capitalism and the Western way of life. Does any of this sound familiar? I told you in 2016 that the last year, if Donald Trump were elected in the last year, there would be a depression and we would see government programs unlike anything we've ever seen before. And there would be riots in the streets. I've been telling you the summer of 68 was going to happen. The summer of rage was coming. Unfortunately for me, I'm just early on it. I'm bad with timing. I've told you that the whole time. But I also told you something else. I've been telling you for years that you have to be a man or woman of honor and raise up the next Washington or Lincoln. 
Because there would be a time that trust would be so lost, you wouldn't know who to listen to. That you needed the spirit to be so strong in you that when the spirit said, stop, go the other way, you knew that voice and you would stop and go the other way because you didn't know what was around the next corner. We are living these times now. I told you we wouldn't be able to believe anybody or anything, even our own eyes and ears. Well, today is that day. You can't believe anything. Don't retweet anything that you haven't verified yourself. And I want to give you a couple of examples. Because when, when you see something and it, and it agrees with your worldview, well, you can cause all kinds of trouble by retreating it. And let me give you uh, an example of that. There was a video that went around, uh, and let me show you the, the video that went around first. This is of a police officer, and it got millions of retweets. Uh, it's a police officer pulling a gun on a crowd in Manhattan. Watch. There she goes. She pulls her gun out. Now, that went out everywhere. Now let me show you what Bill de Blasio said after he saw it. He didn't just retweet it. He went in on a press conference and said this. There's a video going around of a police officer in the middle of a situation that admittedly looked chaotic. But where protesters were in front of that police officer, that police officer drew his gun at some point yesterday. We have to always know it is not the place of an officer to pull a gun in the middle of a crowd, knowing that there are peaceful protesters in that crowd, that is unacceptable, that is dangerous. And I want you to note on that video how a superior officer immediately came over and moved that officer away from that crowd. That officer no. should have his gun and badge taken away today. There will be an investigation immediately to determine the larger consequences. Right. So the larger consequences, there was an investigation immediately. Well, there wasn't an investigation. We try everything in the media now. So what happened, the best way to correct this was to go right directly to Twitter. And that's what the uh, police union did. And they dumped the full tape. And here's the full tape. Watch. Here you see a white shirt, which is a a uh, leadership position there's the one with the gun but did you notice did you notice what had happened first now the commanding officer did not move them away watch what happens to this officer right here somebody throws a brick at her head and she goes down Then the the crowd starts to rush because they see an officer down. And so they start to rush and they pull all of these officers and put all of these officers up against this building or this uh, this uh, framework where they're doing work on this building, push them all the way back. They're pretty much cornered. That's when an officer draws their gun and says, back up. And the crowd backs up. The officer was not then removed by a leadership position. They, they were not removed. They patted them on the back to say thank you. It was entirely appropriate. But why did Bill de Blasio do it? Two reasons. 
One, it fits his worldview. So the minute he saw it, he just accepted it to be true because he believes that all police officers are bad. So it fits his worldview. So he doesn't need any more information. He just goes on and says, this is bad, and that officer should have his gun and badge taken away immediately. Okay. Don't put yourself in that situation. So anything that agrees with your worldview, don't just retweet it. You must have credibility. Make sure you search. Make sure you look. Go to trusted sources, any source that you have that is trusted, and look at it. Ask people before you retweet it. You can't dishonor your own name. Somebody needs to be honorable. Somebody needs to be trustworthy. And that somebody is you. Now, I want to show you some other evidence that is coming out. Now, this is from the uh, the FBI's director of intelligence, or I'm sorry, director of uh, uh, intelligence on terrorism in New York City. Something that I don't know why the media is not reporting on, but that's the same media that didn't show the videotape that I just showed you and just played for you of of um, the 71 year old retired chief of police in in St. Louis being gunned down in the streets. I'll tell you what is really going on here and who's involved and what the uh, FBI has found through the director of intelligence on terrorism in one minute. All right, I want to talk to you about uh, Relief Factor. When I'm out here at the ranch, I am physically working hard every day. Uh, and it's I, it might be 80, it might be a million degrees out here during the day. It's cold in the morning and uh, and boiling hot in the afternoon. And physical labor is not something that I was really able to do just a couple of years ago because I was in so much pain. Unfortunately for me, I now don't have any excuse because Relief Factor works for me. Relief Factor. I want you to go to relieffactor.com and get out of pain. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. Like everything, don't trust me. Do your own homework. For 1995, you can try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to. But 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more month after month. Why? Because they get their life back like I did. ReliefFactor.com, 800-500-8384 or ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Um, let me give you a couple of other examples uh, on on how we are, how we need to slow down and we need to make sure that we are keeping ourselves credible. Um, there was this Chinese video that was passed around on social media and people were claiming um, that you hear people speaking Chinese while Antifa members are rioting and setting things on fire. And the people that were spreading this video claim that uh, these were Chinese agents dressed up as Antifa 
to help spread the chaos. All right. Do we have that video? Here's the edited video that went around. Play the video. Now, the Chinese voices that I didn't hear, but apparently you could hear on that video, um, they were not part of Anfa. Here's the whole video. speaking Chinese. He's speaking to a camera. They're talking about how the tear gas is affecting their eyes. Who are they? They're the Chinese military. They're, I mean, the Chinese uh, uh, media. All they're trying to do is bring their propaganda back to China. They're not protesters. They're not part of Antifa. They are here reporting in their way about what was happening on the streets. So this goes viral. And now we have a group of people in America that still probably believe that China is responsible for this. China has infiltrated Antifa. No, they haven't. Yesterday, I got some pictures from a friend of mine. And they were pictures of World War II memorials. The World War II memorial in Washington, D.C., Veteran cemeteries where the crosses had been taken down and desecrated the graves. Marcus Luttrell's fallen team member, Murph, there was a monument made to him. Somebody took a sledgehammer to it and destroyed it. And I was really angry. But I realized... This is the act of people who are in an endgame scenario. This is the act of people who are working for no November. No Western way of life, no November. And they have nothing to lose. You have to remain calm and truthful and be a beacon of light in the darkness. But you need to know we're in an end game here, and Lara Logan joins me today. Don't miss a minute of today's show. You miss a minute, and you're going to miss a lot today. All right, Car Shield. None of us. Oh, what was it? Uh, I think it was fifty or over fifty percent of Americans don't have enough money for a car repair. Should a car repair come up, and and you know a car repair is coming up, and you're sweating them. Because you can't afford it, and you know you can't afford it, and you need your car. So if you don't have a thousand bucks, two thousand, three thousand dollars, which is what one of those sensors will cost you, if you're lucky enough, and it's only the sensor, Car Shield is there for you. So when something happens, you have a free rental car, so you can get back and forth to work. Um, you have, uh, you know, free towing and roadside assistance. You can go to any mechanic you want, including the dealership, and you don't have to write the check. Car Shield writes the check. They have affordable plans now starting at 99 bucks a month. If you are out of warranty, you need coverage. 
800-CAR-6000. Don't get stuck without a car. 800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code back, carshield.com. So what's really driving the riots? Don't miss Glenn's show tonight with the answers. Watch it first on Blaze TV at 9 Eastern or wait for the delayed broadcast on YouTube. All right, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, I want to start with a, a clip from Stephen Crowder from the Blaze TV. Stephen went down and took his uh, microphone down to the streets of of Dallas during the daytime and was talking to somebody who was a graffiti artist about what was happening. I want you to play this. I want you to really listen to this conversation. At least at that blue. point, the officer has been held no, no, accountable. No, 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 I don't give a about none of that. That don't matter, bro. So what would you what matters want? Is, what matters is the message get out, that that was not right. That's what matters. Well, I that think the message right. is out. No, I don't think so. Do you think, think that so. breaking uh, windows and the looting gets the message out, or do you think it hurts the message? Man, all of it is the message. Everything, all of it is a part of the message, whether it's looting, whether it's painting on buildings, whether it's drawing on T-shirts, whether it's wearing certain shoes. All of it is the message, and it all needs to get out. They all need to well, get let me out. say, I think this is, I, I don't know the story exactly. I think this is beautiful. Everybody I think this, can't draw. I think this, well, that's true. But people can't loot. People can't commit crimes because then that's a violation of other people's can, rights. But the police can kill people. No, people they can't. The they shouldn't. With, but they have been. They have been. And, and now people are looting and, been, and both no, are crimes. No, and now people are rising up. That's what it is. People is rising up. It ain't looting. Is this rising looting. up? So this is the same. Is it justice when a black man got to die for something he ain't even do? Okay, stop. This is the argument that you're having with people all around the country, all around the country. Even our kids, if you have older kids, might be saying things like this, that, hey, well, this has got to stop. Yes, it does. But you must separate the two. We agree. It's only when you merge these two together that we have problems. Now, how do we talk about that? How do we get our police to be able to talk to somebody when they don't see things the same way, except police should not be gunning down or kneeling some on somebody's neck. We agree on George Floyd. So how do we get past all of this? Let me show you one more piece. I, I want I want to I want to um, uh, show you the piece of video that I saw yesterday that I thought was unbelievable. It comes from Fayetteville. The police officers lined up across the uh, street and they were in two or three rows and it looked like they were ready for confrontation. And then they took a knee. And what happened afterwards was phenomenal. Watch this video in case you haven't seen it and you're watching on the Blaze TV. All of a sudden, after they take a knee, many, if not most, of the protesters take a knee. It takes them a while. And you're seeing them trying to figure out, wait, what, what's happening here? And the leadership of that protest kind of walks in front of them and says, take a knee, take a knee. Then what's amazing is a little child leaves, who looks somebody who appears to be a child is the first one to go all the way over to the line and shake the hands of a police officer. Several people approach, they may have said something, but it's the child that actually is the one that goes all the way to the line first. And then more people start coming to the line. 
and they line up just like at the end of any any good sport uh, game where they all shake hands at the end. This was miraculous. Now, there is training that is uh, being started now, and uh, Wayne State University is starting police de-escalation training uh, because they're not trained in any of this kind of stuff. And M. Roy Wilson is the president of Wayne State University. He's with us now. Uh, do I call you M, like the James Bond, or Roy? Or Mr. Wilson? Yes, I, it, either is fine. Dr. Wilson, Roy, anything you want to call me. Okay. All right. I kind of like M, and that's the one you left off. Um, so, Roy, tell me what tell me what you're doing uh, in, in trying to train the police, and how many how many officers and, and departments are involved. Yeah. So let me just first of all say that um, you know, obviously being on radio, I, I couldn't see the the image that you were portraying, but it um, I, I was picturing it that the way you were describing it, and it was a, a very beautiful uh, imagery. And what happened there, the officers kneeling, it occurred to me that that is a form of de-escalation. And that's what we're talking about, trying to uh, keep a situation from getting worse to aggression into violence, and then ultimately sometimes people getting killed. Um, You know, Samuel Du Bois, you might remember, this was about four or five years ago now, he was uh, a black man that was uh, fatally shot by a white University of Cincinnati police officer. It was during a routine traffic stop. And, you know, like uh, the University of Cincinnati, you know, all officers are armed and have full police authority. Uh, the reaction, of course, was um, was scathing in terms of what happened. Uh, and even though, you know, our officers have a very good relationship with the community, um, all it takes is just one incident to just break all that down, and um, it, it was a devastating to the University of Cincinnati, and, and we don't want something like that happening here. So this uh, National De-Escalation Training uh, Center is, uh, is an attempt to um, start off with our own police department, and uh, we've already had a, a couple of training sessions. It's state-of-the-art de-escalation training, uh, augment it with uh, simulation uh, training, and then use a a hub-and-spoke model and have regional centers throughout the country. Um, And and we've begun that in Texas and in North Carolina, and there'll be others uh, uh, coming along. It's a a nonprofit um, that uh, is uh, incorporated in the state of Michigan, or at least we've um, uh, started that process so that uh, there's not a proper motive here at all. It's really a, trying to get a public service to uh, get out there and, and uh, get de-escalation training, um, certainly among you know, university uh, police forces, but outside, outside of that into other law enforcement, too. So I have to tell you, uh, Dr. Wilson, uh, I am uh, I'm glad to hear that this is going on because we we don't know how to talk to each other. Uh, and I've seen a few examples of uh, of the police here recently that have done some amazing things and just totally took the situation from very tense uh, to, you know, almost a joyous uh, situation. Um, but what is the goal and what are the things that you are you are teaching 
Well, it's based on it's based on personality uh, profiling, being able to identify certain personalities uh, quickly, and based on the identification of personalities, being able to uh, respond uh, uh, based on that particular personality. The the actual instrument is something that's been used um, for a while. It's called DISC, D-I-S-C, which uh, represents certain personality types. But the um, the um, I, I don't want to get too uh, technical here, but the, the, there's been a, a modification of that to be even um, more precise. And so there's uh, uh, four. Uh, uh, personality types in DISC, and now with uh, this modification, there's 26 subtypes that can be used to identify particular uh, personality types. And then based on that, um, the, the law enforcement officers are, are trained to approach and, and modify their behavior um, based on the personalities of the, of the uh, subjects that they're apprehending. So my question is, how do we how do we get past uh, because we're arguing two things. Um, we're arguing about the protests and the riots, and I have no problem with peaceful protests at all. You can protest for anything and I'm fine and I'll I'll, you know, stand by you and take the billy club to the head uh, to stand up for your right to protest. That's very American. Um but then we have that mixed with the riots, which no American is for, and also mixed with this violence on uh, George Floyd, which also I think it's unanimous. No one is backing that. Everyone wants to see that guy go to jail. How do we separate these things to be able to have a rational conversation? Yeah, I mean, certainly it's it's very emotional. You know, when you really think about it, a black boy today has a one in 1,000 chance of being killed by law enforcement. Now, let me just put that in perspective. Let's say out of a population of 10 million, that's 10,000. And I picked that 10 million because uh, that's the population of Michigan where Wayne State is. And, you know, Michigan has been one of the states that has been ravaged by the coronavirus. And yet, when you really think about the number of deaths, it's about a little over 5,000. So that's only half the number of black boys who will die if nothing is, is done. And so the emotion is understandable, um, and, and the, the sense of urgency is understandable. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the, um, you, know, you have to separate the looting and the violence. Uh, with the peaceful protests, and uh, unfortunately, I, I do think that um, that uh, the mess the the actual message is getting a, a little bit uh, drowned out by some of the uh, negativity. I think the riots are the worst thing for. Uh, I mean, we could have been united on this easily because honestly, I don't know a single person that said, ah, well, it's no big deal. I don't know a single person that said, you know, now they found that fentanyl was in his uh, in his bloodstream and he had a record, blah, blah, blah. I still don't know anybody who said this was right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't care what your record was. Uh, if if you are laying down on the ground and and you have a police officer sitting on your neck, on your neck, I don't care if you're Charles Manson. Uh, 
that this is you are abusing human rights and you don't have a right as a cop to kill that guy. Uh, sloppy is is not even begin to describe that. Uh, and uh, and I don't care who it is, uh, yeah. but no, that, that message is being that message is being lost. We've made a lot of progress and that message is really being lost by the damage being done because people want to steal sneakers. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, said that a lot of progress has been made. You know, I think a lot of people would say that progress really hasn't been made. And, and, and that's probably part of the part of the issue. You know, every black man that's, you know, my age has had uh, encounters with uh, a police force that could have gone bad. And in some ways, I sometimes feel like I'm a survivor. You know, as a young man, I, I probably had yeah. a bit of a chip on my shoulders. And and as how, I think may I that, ask, with all respect, how how old are you, sir? I'm uh, 66 years old. And okay, so you're 10 years older than me, and I remember those days, not like you do, but I remember those days, and I don't think we're the same nation that we were, uh, you know, in probably, the 60s and early 70s. Yeah, we're probably not, but on the same at the same token, you know, I, I do worry about my 28 year old son. You know, he reminds me sure. a little bit too much of me when I was younger. <laughs> and I feel like, okay, yeah. well, you know, I made it, but uh, you know, something else, something's got to be done in order to uh, make sure that uh, the, the the statistic that I told you, you know, one in 1,000, um, uh, a, a black boy today. Will can be expect a, a one in one thousand chance of dying at the, at the uh, hands of law enforcement unless something changes. So hopefully the de-escalation training uh, will be helpful. I, I think you know we think it's certainly uh, a key. Um, and the idea, as I mentioned, is to is to have the headquarters here at Wayne State, but to uh, have hubs uh, at um, uh, excuse me have um, uh, uh, regional uh, centers at. Uh, you know, throughout the country. And, um, you know, we just don't want another situation that's occurred at the University of Cincinnati to to happen. Um, yeah. And de-escalation okay, well, thank you. Uh, thank you for this. If anybody is interested, how does anybody become involved in it if, if you are a, a police department? Yeah. I think if they, uh, you know, called uh, us, uh, you know, they can call me if they want. And, um, and I'll make sure that um, they get um, to the right person. The right person to call really is Chief Tony Holt, who is the uh, chief of police here at Wayne State University. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. You. Uh, you bet. I, I will tell you that uh, I don't know if that's going to work. <laughs> uh because uh well i want to i want to play something for you um next hour that does work that does work um but it's really really brave and it requires honest people involved but we'll get to that coming up also larry elder joins us uh our sponsor this half hour is lifelock uh lifelock is uh is there for you when uh you have uh when you have real problems uh, with, uh, you know, somebody kind of coming in and stealing your identity. LifeLock is, is there. They're watching. If somebody does it, and this happened to me, they'll alert. Hey, did you open this account? Did you, did you do this with your bank? Did you just file for more insurance or whatever? No. Okay. 
Then they work with you to fix it. And that's the thing. Where, that's where the rubber meets the road. I want you to go to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck. You get a special right now at lifelock.com. Promo code Beck. Lifelock.com. You'll save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code Beck. So 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, uh, welcome to the program. Um, glad you're here. We have uh, Larry Elder coming up in just a second. He is a voice that uh, needs to be heard um, at this point. He's got a new video out um, about Uncle Tom, about all these all these black people like Larry Elder, Candace Owens being called an, an Uncle Tom, now being told if you don't vote uh, for uh, Joe Biden, that you're not really black. He's going to be talking about that and his thoughts on the riots. We have Laura Logan, who I spent a lot of time with yesterday, um, just sharing information on what's really going on. Uh, she has uh, quite the insight, and I'll start that off at the bottom of next hour by showing you what we do know this is the on who's behind this. Program. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system, a home security system that is so complicated that you never use it? That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life, and you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a 2-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best over all home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. We're up here at the uh, up here at the ranch and I've got to mow my uh, my front field and it is an actual field. Uh <laughs> And I'm not looking forward to it. it. I am grateful that I have a uh, Hustler lawnmower. It's a zero-turn lawnmower. It will take me half the time of what it usually takes me. Uh, Hustler turf engineered and assembled in the U.S. using American and global parts. Uh, but it's all assembled right here in America. It is the best. The best. The last lawnmower you'll ever buy. HustlerTurf.com. Go to HustlerTurf.com. I have seen timely things in my lifetime and serendipity play a role in that, but not like this. Larry Elder, who is a friend and a talk show host, uh, he is also now the executive producer of a documentary called Uncle Tom. And it's all about 
It's all about blacks who choose to be conservative and how they're just called an Uncle Tom and the lies that they have been taught. It's an amazing piece of work. And Larry Elder is here to talk to us about the day's events, his take on that and his documentary Uncle Tom in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. By the way, you also don't want to miss uh, next hour. We have Lara Logan. I was on the phone with her for about an hour yesterday, and uh, we both believe we are we are dealing with people who now think they're in the end game. Uh, and uh, when you understand that, and I'll explain it to you probably in about a half an hour as we get ready for her. Uh, when you really understand that, uh, you'll understand how important it is that you are on your game right now. All right, Father's Day is coming up quickly. Um, here's the thing that I want you to do. I want you to go in where your family is sometime today and uh, just loudly go over to the computer. Hey, can, can you guys log? They're your dad, they, they'll never know. Can you guys just log me? I, I just want to find a website and I'm having a hard time finding it. Would you just type in R-E-C-T-E-C grills with an S dot com? Uh, yeah, and, and you know what? If you if you type in slash Beck after that, I'm just thank you. I just I'm just trying to win this this grill here from Rectech. Uh, Glenn and Rectech are giving one away, and it's really nice. And this nice boy, that would be a great Father's Day gift. Do it, sturdy, smart grilling technology that is out of this world. I mean, it's crazy. We have had great meal after great meal after great meal it's a combination of a griller and a and a a smoker i mean it's i've never had meat taste so good and you can't screw it up it's a it's a grill made by grillers i want you to go to rectechgrills.com that's r-e-c-t-e-c grills with an s.com slash beck and register today to win your grill for father's day do it now It is an honor to have Larry Elder with us. Larry Elder has been doing Larry Elder show for uh, God only knows how long you've been doing it. Uh, Larry, you've been a voice in the wilderness for a very long time. Now you've come out with uh, Uncle Tom, this documentary. um, And I want to play a clip before we begin. Play clip one, please. Most people are completely oblivious to the history of the Democratic Party. The party of slavery. The history of the Democratic Party. Jim Crow laws. They're erasing all of the history of this country. They want to cover up history. The real history, not the revisionist history. If you are educated. Black people have been taught a narrative that has been created. You're actually miseducated. And that's when I realized that I've been lied to. I had been misled. It unraveled everything that I knew to be true. The documentary is called Uncle Tom. And it comes out next month. You can find out information on at UncleTom.com. Uh, Larry, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Glenn, I'm doing really great. The only only small correction. It comes out June 19th, just in a few days. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. I thought it was, I thought it was in July. Uh, June 19th, great. Yeah, June, uh, so, June 19th, actually. Uh, that's, why, that's why we chose that date, Juneteenth. That's the, oh. that's the day of, of the uh, celebration of the Emancipation Proclamation. So we thought we'd issue it out on, on, that, uh, on that date. Uh, you know, I uh, growing up, I grew up in Seattle, so I didn't know about Juneteenth. Down in Texas, it is it's huge. I mean, it is a really big day down in Texas, and it's actually the day that uh, the Emancipation Proclamation 
made it to the slaves uh, in Texas, right? Right, right. And and I didn't celebrate it either. I, I didn't even hear about that that holiday until I got right. into college. And and Glenn, the reason yeah. I did Uncle Tom is because the the young director Justin Malone approached me a couple of years ago, and he said I'd like to interview you about why it is you get all this grief because you uh, dare to dissent from the Democratic Party. Uh, he said, what is it that that People are, why are you guys called Uncle Tom and, and Coon and, and self-loather? And I, and I said, well, it's because people have real strong views. And he kept saying, but yeah, but why? But why? And the more, <laughs> the more he said it, Glenn, uh, the more I, I realized there's never been uh, any sort of examination about what it is that causes people like Alan West and Candace Owens and Larry Elder and Herman Cain and, uh, and uh, Bob Whitson and some other people to be called all these vile names when all we're suggesting is, A, your fate is in your hands, B, America in the year 2020 is not America in the year 1820. And C, not everything that, that's bothering you can be traced to Jim Crow and slavery. And for that reason, we're called all sorts of names. Wouldn't it be good news, Glenn, if we were right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm looking, looking at all yes. this stuff going on in our streets, and I tell people that, if anything, the cops are more hesitant, more reluctant to pull the trigger on a black suspect than on a white suspect. There have been several studies that suggest that, including one by a black economist at Harvard named Rolling Fryer. He said it was the most shocking result of his career. He assumed his study was going to confirm the, the, the narrative that the police are out mowing down black people using disproportionate force against them. And he found not only was it uh, not true that cops were more hesitant, more reluctant to use deadly force against black people. Now, when I say this, inevitably, Glenn, as you know, on radio, somebody will call up and they'll be hostile and I'll be called Uncle Tom and all this. And I always say to them, why don't you pull for me? Why don't you want me to be right? Call me naive. Call me oblivious. But my goodness, Uncle Tom, what is this? We just had a black president, Glenn. We had back-to-back black yeah. attorneys general for crying out loud, this is not your father's America. And to act like it is, in my opinion, insults the hard work that people like MLK did to get us to the place we are right now. MLK has got to be rolling in his grave along, honestly, with George Floyd. I mean, if this were my legacy uh, and this is what my death caused, I would be... Uh, I would be horrified, horrified. Absolutely. Um, and, and, the, and the premise, the premise is just false. There are 7,000 uh, black people uh, who are killed on average in the last several years. Almost all of them are killed by other blacks. When you look at interracial black-white homicide, it is rare, but to the extent that it happens, it's about 750 times each year, Glenn. 500 of them are white people killed by blacks. 250 are, are blacks killed by whites. So blacks at 13% of the population kill twice as many whites. Uh, as whites killed with 61% of the population. These are just facts. Last year, there were nine unarmed blacks killed by the police. There were 19 unarmed whites. I defy your audience to name an unarmed white because MSNBC, CNN, Van Jones, Don Lamont, they don't give a damn about an unarmed white guy, but an unarmed black guy, let's call out the guard. Let's bring up Washington. Let's, let's march on the city. This is how the media manipulates you. Meanwhile, Memorial Day weekend, Chicago, 10 people killed, 49 people shot. Year to year, more people shot in Chicago uh, and killed in Chicago than last year, even though they've been under a coronavirus shutdown. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that because we're talking about the, the rare occasion, unfortunate, obviously, where somebody, a police officer, has done something to a black guy. An officer did, not the police department. This individual officer did. Let's deal with the individual officer or officers involved in the case. You know, the 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 officer in this particular case, Larry, what are your thoughts on on him? 
Well, I think that the officer who did this certainly should be charged. Whether he's charged, whether he gets convicted of first-degree murder is a whole different ballgame, and that's what bothers me. He's been charged with third-degree murder, which seems reasonable to me. Uh, I doubt that he was intentionally trying to kill this guy in front of all these people and mm-hmm. in front of the, the police officer. Right. But certainly he acted negligently uh, in, a, in, a, in a criminal way. Whether the other officers are equally culpable is another question that's open. My, bo- my concern, though, Glenn, is this uh, autopsy that was done by Michael Biden and the, and the lawyer, and they both said this suggests a first-degree homicide count should be filed. Really? First degree requires intent deliberation. Are you telling me that this guy got up in the morning and said, I'm going to find a black guy, I'm going to kneel on his neck and kill him in front of a bunch of people telling me not to do it and in front of, in front of three other police officers? Good luck with that one. And if that's the marker, you're going to have another riot when the, when the jury comes back and, and says not guilty on first degree. Yeah, well, you, can't, you cannot prove the intent and forethought. I mean, how how are you going to unless he said to somebody, you know what, that's what I'm that's what I'm going to do. There's there's no way to have first degree murder, third degree murder, manslaughter, open and shut, uh, open and shut case, in my opinion. Exactly. Um, So, Larry, how do we have I've never seen something that America has come together on more than this. I mean. I don't know of an American that's saying, no, let the police get away with it. Right. I don't know anybody right. who thinks this guy was right. Not and, a and soul. Was, and, Glenn, and Glenn, and that's the point. It would be one thing if the Fraternal Order of Police put out a statement and said, well, this is standard tactics. How dare you accuse this officer of homicide? In fact, the Fraternal right. Order of Police put out a statement, denounced what these officers did. I don't know a single cop, publicly or privately, who's ever said this is okay. And you've got a very liberal mayor who's sympathetic. You've got the vice uh, president of city council who happens to be black. The state attorney general in Minnesota is black. What gives you the impression that when all these officers were fired summarily and the lead cop arrested and charged, what makes you think it will not be thoroughly investigated such that you've got to go out in the streets and tear up the place for, for six, six or eight days now in a row? This is absurd. So what's happening, Larry? What's happening is you've got a bunch of people who've been taught that if there's any kind of thing that goes wrong, you should assume that it's a, 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 a reflection of institutional racism. It's a microcosm of institutional racism. The point is we've gotten to the point in America, in my opinion, Glenn, where race is so insignificant, the media uh, and these so-called leaders have to invent stuff in order to keep blacks angry, so they pull that lever, mm-hmm. 95 cents for the, for the Democratic Party. That's why I made this documentary. The documentary simply gives black people permission mission to think for themselves. That's the line that one person uh, gave me when he saw my film. I screened it for a a couple hundred people, and he said it was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be combative and angry and defensive. It was nothing like that. Your your film gives black people permission to think for themselves. It's not pro-Republican. It's not pro-Democrat. It's not pro-Trump. It's not anti-Trump. It gives you permission to think for yourself. Which party is the best party that will give your kid the best education? The party that says you're going to go to a government school, whether you want to or not, or the party that wants to give you a choice? Just think for yourself. That's all Uncle Tom is asking. So, um, Larry, talk, talk. let me take a quick break, and then I want you to talk to uh, white people. And, and how do we talk to people uh, when they don't seem to be listening at all? And they bring up the valid point that uh, George Floyd uh, was was killed uh, unnecessarily by a out of control cop. Right. But then they then they 
as soon as you say, yes, I agree with you, but the riots are really bad. They just shut down and they're they're merging these riots with the killing of the cop and they have nothing to do with one another. So how do we break this ground and and actually talk to one another? I'll give you a second to think about it and come back in one minute with Larry Elder. All right. uh, Our sponsor uh, this half hour is I'm waiting for things to load. Who is it? Sarah? Oh, it's Relief Factor. Well, here, I've got my Relief Factor. Did I just take it? I must have just taken it. I had my Relief Factor right here on my desk because I was going to take it uh, earlier today, which I think I must have. Uh, But I take it three times a day. I take it in the morning. I take it in the afternoon. I take it at night. And it has given me my life back. It's not a drug developed by doctors. uh, And people who buy Relief Factor, 70% of them go on to buy more month after month. And that's because it works. It's given me my life back. Get your life back. Try Relief Factor. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work in three weeks, probably not going to work for you. Just give it a shot for three weeks. Do your own research on this. This is worth it. I'm telling you, I tried everything. Finally got my life back with Relief Factor. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Let's pause for 10 seconds and then back to Larry Elder. Larry Elder, the host of the Larry Elder Show, uh, which is heard uh, nationwide, and we're glad to have him on. He also uh, has um, he's the executive producer of a new documentary that is coming out June 13th. uh, Uncle Tom. This is something, Larry, that I want to talk to you about specifically about what Joe Biden said last week. But let's start with the answer to the question that I, I just posed to you about how do we how do what is there anything that can break this? stalemate of talking over each other well the answer is yes uh and it's real simple and that's tell the truth and stand stand your ground let me give you an illustration my first book glenn i wrote came out in the year 2000 it was called the 10 things you can't say in america and the first chapter was blacks are more racist than whites and i go over all the data that shows blacks are more anti-semitic that when blacks and hispanics and uh, whites are asked of these three groups which is the more most racist whites say blacks hispanics say blacks blacks say blacks and so forth the second chapter is white condescension is as bad as black racism. And there I talk about the newest times white are falsely confronted with the idea that they're racist, and instead of defending themselves, they just melt. Uh, whether it's guilt, I don't know what it is, but the, but the failure to say the truth uh, is what, in my opinion, is causing a lot of the problems. Now, I have a I, I think, I think the, the biggest, the, they say that white supremacists are behind uh, some of these uh, uh, protests or the, the looting. I, I think it's true. If you're talking Antifa, that's a group of white people who I that's think right. are spreading a very, very uh, racist message here of we're going to be the ones that that turn things around for the blacks. Oh, my right. gosh. But, but, when, but when most people talk about white nationalists and not talking about Antifa, they're talking about the Aryan brothers, the KKK and so. No, forth. I know they are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, my, but let me just finish this real quickly. So uh, I, I wrote this book, and a friend of mine works for a large insurance company, and her boss told me that his son, who was white, uh, had broken his arm and therefore had taken a day off, off of gym and was sitting in the gym on the floor reading my book, and the, and the book jacket was still on, big picture of, of Elder on the, on the book jacket. 
And another kid, this middle school now, who's black, saw him sitting on the floor reading this book about Larry Elder. And he said, is that book about Larry Elder? And the white kid looks up and says, yes. And the black kid says, do you like him? And because of the way he said it, Glenn, the white kid thought that this black kid hated my guts, and therefore the white kid might be in trouble if he said he liked me. And he started to say, no, not really. I'm just reading it for an assignment. But then he said, I remember the second chapter, why condescension is as bad as black racism. And he said, and my son got courage and said, yeah, I do like him. And the black kid looked mm. to the left and looked to the right and said, me too. I think he's cool. <laughs> the point wow. is, stand up for yourself. It is BS that most white people are racist. Most white people feel extremely guilty about slavery and Jim Crow for crying out loud. That's why some white people with a straight face are literally talking about reparations, which in my opinion is the extraction of money from people who are never slave owners to be given to people who are never slaves. The whole thing is absurd. We are at a point in our country now where, where it's never been more true. If you work hard, stay educated, don't make bad moral mistakes, get married before you have a kid, graduate, uh, and make sure you get a job and keep a job until you get another one. It's never been more true that you can escape middle class by following that formula, irrespective of your race. Larry, let me let me switch to Joe Biden saying, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, that you're not black if you don't vote for the Democrat. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, this is, this and 30, I think it's 35 percent of the black community <laughs> agrees with him. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is a guy, Joe Biden, uh, who has for years lied about his civil rights record and claimed that he was desegregating restaurants and uh, uh, movie theaters in Wilmington, Delaware, when there's no evidence whatsoever. Uh, this is a guy who has repeatedly played the race card. Uh, during the 2012 election, uh, he's speaking to a group, and he was talking about how Mitt Romney did not want to impose more regulations on Wall Street, and many mm-hmm. of the people in the audience were black. And he says he wants to, wants to unchain Wall Street, wants to put y'all back in chains. Talk about fanning the flames and, and creating racial oh, yeah. discord. Now, he may do it with a suit and tie, and he may not yell and scream the way Al Sharpton does, but it's the same thing. When Ayanna Presley last year, Glenn, said, we don't need any more brown faces who don't want to be a brown voice. We don't need any more black faces who don't want to be a black voice. That's no different than Joe Biden saying there's only one way to be black. This is what Democrats have always done. And Joe Biden just said it out loud, something that he's probably heard many people say privately, and all of a sudden, because he's Joe Biden and white, he has to apologize. This is a Democratic playbook. If you don't think the way you're supposed to think, you're self-loathing. You're an Uncle Tom. If you are a Republican and you're a Donald Trump person, you hate your own people. This is no different than what Joe Biden said. Again, no different than what the Democrats have said routinely. I'm in, I'm in California. There was a a fight a few years ago, Glenn, to get rid of race-based preferences, and the guy who led the fight happened to be a black man who's married to a white woman. A local politician named Diane Watson later on ran for and got elected to the United States House of Representatives, said, let me tell you why you want to get rid of affirmative action. You're married to a white woman. You don't want to be black. You have no ethnic pride. And then when reporters asked her about it, she said, that's right, I said it, and I don't take it back. To this day, she's never apologized. Now, David Duke can't even say that now and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larry, let me let me touch base one more thing on, on on revisionist history, which you talk about in the documentary Uncle Tom, which everyone should watch. Uncle Tom, go to UncleTom.com, which I can't believe was available, or I don't even want to ask how much you paid for that. I'm going to say we have, um, but <laughs> it wasn't free. Yeah, I bet I I bet you did. Uh, so you can go to UncleTom.com. <laughs> Everybody needs to see this. It's, it's uh, coming out on June nineteenth, uh, Juneteenth. Uh, all around the country. Um, let me 
let me talk to you about revisionist history. Yesterday, all of these Christian leaders, they all posted this little black box that, um, that you know, was trying to stand in solidarity. And my daughter said to me yesterday, why is that wrong, Dad? And, well, one reason is revisionist history. They're telling you, oh, crap, am I at the bottom of the hour? They're telling you to go and listen to the 1619 Project and learn history. In 25 seconds, Larry, you cover that in your, in your documentary. I, I do, and uh, one of the characters in my documentary is a guy named Bob Whitson who talks about this. Uh, you know, this whole notion that somehow America got built on the backs of slaves. The reason the South lost the Civil War was because of slavery. The North mechanized and didn't use uh, human capital. It gave them a huge industrial advantage. The idea that, it, that America got rich because of slavery is a complete and total lie, as are the whole concept this of reparations. the Glenn Beck program. <laughs> and he did it. And he did it. American Financing and MLS. One eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, how long have I been telling you that you need to uh, go to American Financing and make a 10-minute phone call? AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, they will help you at 800-906-2440. They need 10 minutes of your time. You tell them what your mortgage rate is, what you're trying to do, and what you're trying to do is save money. And in 10 minutes, they'll be able to tell you, I think we can help you or not, move forward or, or not move forward. This is so important. Things are going, they're spiraling out of control. Money is going to be t- uh, tight. I just saw a, um, a notice from uh, City, the advisors at Citigroup, and they said that uh, the, there's, there's another crash on Wall Street that is coming. I believe that to be true. They said, get as much cash as you possibly can. Okay, well, you can do that. Refi or consolidate your loan now at AmericanFinancing.net. They have you covered coast to coast. 10-minute phone call, 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now. Don't forget to use promo code GLEN, G-L-E-N-N, for $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to pick it up where Larry Elder and I were just uh, talking. By the way, uh, Laura Logan is uh, coming up in about a half an hour in an interview you do not want to miss. Um, the church is all screwed up. And I say that as a, the body of, of Christ. The church is all screwed up. Yesterday, uh, so many Christian leaders posted the little blacks, the little black box movement thing, and they posted that. Oh, I'm I'm for you know I'm I'm for this black box idea. What the hell is the black box idea? As I said yesterday, what does it say about you if you're posting it? Most likely, people were posting it just because if they didn't, they were called out. Yeah, well, I don't give a flying crap, and that's what. That's what people in the church need to start saying. I don't care what you think of me. Now, they all posted this little black box yesterday, which the black box movement, if you go to their website, they say that they can help you uh, learn history. And they encourage you to learn history by going to the 1619 Project. The 1619 Project, black academics have come out and said, that's a lie. So you're just taking Christians and pushing them into more lies. Stop it. Stop trying to be accepted by people. 
Who cares? Tell the truth. And by the way, if you want to know the truth, don't go to the 1619 Project that teaches you that America was racist with the pilgrims, because it's absolutely untrue. Our leadership program at Mercury One is now taking applications, and we're about to expand this, uh, probably with an announcement later this summer, to whole families and all ages. But we've been doing it, and we're still keeping it uh, for the first part of the season open to those who are 16 to 24 years old, because you guys are on the front line. And you get hands-on experience with original documents. Really? You want to tell me about Thomas Paine? You want to tell me about Thomas Jefferson? You want to tell me about all these things? Well, I've got it in their own handwriting. So you can read a textbook written by a guy who never met any of them. And he's only taking words from other professors who also never met any of them. And all that revisionist history, or you can read it in the document that you hold in your hand. It's a very rare opportunity to learn from original sources. And it will teach you to question everything. If you would like to, uh, ex- if you'd like to be accepted or or file an application, uh, we don't choose everyone. We do have very high standards. It's mercuryone.org. We would like your child or you to be there. Uh, mercuryone.org. Sign up for our summer sessions for 2020 leadership training program. It changes people. It literally changes these kids. I've seen it in a two-week period. Okay, uh, now let me let me give you something that the beginnings of what Laura Logan and I are going to be talking about. Uh, there is evidence now that is emerging that this was all coordinated. This the planning for this happened even before George Floyd was was killed. Uh, The top terrorism cop, the deputy commissioner for intelligence and counterterrorism, his name is John Miller. He detailed his office's analysis and investigation into why New York City protests had become so violent and damaging. He said, number one, before the protests began, organizers of certain anarchist groups set out to raise bail money and people who would be responsible for raising bail money. They set out to recruit medics and medical teams with gear to deploy in anticipation of violent interactions with police. And once the protests started, he continued, the groups used a complex network of bicycle scouts to direct rioters to locations where police officers were not present. I'm still quoting. And they developed a complex network of bicycle scouts to move ahead of demonstrators in different directions of where the police uh, were and where the police were not for purposes of being able uh, to direct groups from a larger group to places where they could commit acts of vandalism, including the torching of cars, police cars, Molotov cocktails, where the officers would not be. We have much more on that with Lara Logan, but I'm telling you right now, this is endgame. This is, this is the deep state. This is Antifa and their allies in the deep state. It is those in the State Department, intelligence community, the FBI, all of those people that were uncovered during the 
uh, investigations here on Russia and the investigations of Congress and the investigations in the Ukraine. It's all the same people, all the same people. And they are in an endgame. They know that they're toast. They've been exposed. Now, their idea was if we could just blame everything on Donald Trump and say that he's a Russian spy and blame him for doing everything that we were doing, we can create enough chaos to shape the world closer to our heart's desire. Well, unfortunately, when you try to kill Caesar, you better kill him because if he survives, he's coming for you. Well, he's coming for the deep state and they know it. So in a weird sense, they know that we know and we know that they know that we know, you know? So their goal is no November. Their goal is you've got to stop Trump. You've got to change society and it's kill or be killed. It's kill or go to jail. It's riots or go to prison for what you've done. These are caged animals. The ones in the deep state, they're in a corner. And when an animal is in a corner, they are unpredictable. And they will do anything to get out of that corner. That's what's happening right now. And they know that they have a very short period of time. If November comes and Donald Trump is reelected, they know it will be exposed and it will be over. They've got to distract. They've got to make sure that uh, anything that is coming out of congressional investigation is so small compared to what everybody is talking about. You notice nobody's talking about coronavirus anymore. You know, I, I got to tell you something. Um, either there's going to be a lot of dead Antifa members, uh, uh, protesters, looters. Or, or we were lied to about how bad the coronavirus is. Have you noticed that, that the states that were saying you couldn't go to church, you couldn't even go and, and visit your family, they don't seem to have a problem with the rioters. Andrew Cuomo said yesterday that, uh, that uh, what was happening in New York was out of control, and maybe he would just have to send uh, Bill de Blasio packing. Oh, so who's the dictator now? You would you would displace that, that was his words displace Bill de Blasio. OK, so he would make the decisions for uh, New York over the elected mayor of New York. I'm fine. I mean, you guys, go ahead and eat yourselves on that. But de Blasio didn't take that laying down. Uh, he decided to get serious last night in uh, New York. And so there are some new rules in New York that I would like to pass on. And I think we're great. Um de Blasio has said uh, from here on out, no more than 10 looters per store. Uh, they must remain six feet apart from one another when possible. Um, but when it comes to the police, they should stay maybe just like a stone's throw away from the police. They're also not allowed to meet in any churches. And the science on the masks, you know, is really unclear. We don't know. So while... The the New York City uh, mayor's office appreciates how many rioters are wearing masks. They're not sure if everybody needs to because they're not sure if it's necessary. Also, 
in honor of George Floyd. And, you know, those rioters that are trying to flatten the curve, that's all they're trying to do is flatten the curve. Uh, he wants he wants you to know that they're going to suspend that law that if you if if you you know are caught uh, committing crime and you're wearing a mask that there's extra penalties for that they're taking away that mask thing because coronavirus is just so darn important to really all of those Democrats and those Democratic states that were um, threatening to arrest the people that would not riot but went to the Capitol stairs to say this is madness I'm losing my business they said they didn't they that these people are out of control and they had to evacuate they had to evacuate the Capitol yet when 50 Secret Service agents were injured in front of the White House they of course mock the president who was whisked away by the Secret Service, not at his request, under his protest, down into the bunker. Oh, he's such a coward, he couldn't handle the fact that 50 Secret Service agents were injured in a melee right outside of the White House. He's a coward. But those in Michigan that couldn't handle the protesters outside of the Capitol, and so they suspended going into work, those people were reasonable. Because the people outside that caused no damage, that there were no arrests made, weren't burning anything down, mm, they had to run from them. They had to make sure, the media wanted to make sure that everybody knew those guys were bad guys. And they're endangering everybody's health. But why is it I'm not hearing a damn thing about the coronavirus? Was this even true about the coronavirus? Oh my gosh, how dare you say that? Well, I'd like to know. Because you were telling everybody that they had to destroy their life savings. They had to destroy their dream of happiness. They had to destroy everything that they had built in their private business. But they were doing it as a sacrifice for everybody. But then you don't give a flying crap about people losing their businesses because of rioters. Let me let this black woman on the streets who is recording a video for social media and she's addressing the Black Lives Matter and Antifa protesters directly. Listen. The problem that bothers me, you says Black Lives Matter. I've worked here part-time. Plus, I'm a part owner of this store. You said Black Lives Matter. Why don't you choke me? I'm black. Tell him, sister. Look what you did to my store. Tell him, sister. Look. Tell Look him, what sister. you did to my store. Thing. Tell him, sister. That's like right, I got they back. These are my dudes right here. Good Look men. Look at the things you've done. Good men. Look. The Black Lives Matter. We've been here all night cleaning up. All night cleaning. Because you got black people now, standing right here with them. Black tell me Black Lives Matter. Exactly. You lied. You wanted to loot in the store. You needed money. Get a job like I do. Stop stealing. This is the neighborhood. We trying to build it up and you tearing it down. 
You say it's about black lives that matter, but you don't. You don't mean it. You don't mean it. You wouldn't have killed the 71-year-old former uh, cop and former police chief in St. Louis for a television set. It has nothing to do with black lives mattering. We agree with you on what happened in Minnesota. We agree that that cop should go to jail. We agree instantly. You didn't need to protest. We all were instantly with you. Justice. That's what you're fighting for. Well, then how come you're stealing televisions if you're fighting for justice? How come you're looting this woman's store, destroying her chance of having her life bettered by her hard work? These governors and mayors, you're liars. When you put us all in our homes and said we had to do this for the safety of the public, and then you don't stop hundreds, if not thousands of people in your own damn cities looting. And yes, yes, even though they are wearing a mask, they're they're not social distancing. To hell with you. You want to have some credibility? Then tell me, was the coronavirus real or not? Was all your draconian moves real or not? Because there seems to be a consistency problem. Simply safe. Home security right now, more important than ever. And you don't have a lot of money to spend. And if you've ever looked into uh, home security systems, they cost you an arm and a leg. And then they lock you into a two-year contract and you're spending, what, 50, 60 bucks a month? That's insanity. Simply Safe knows that to be safe, it is really, really simple. You just need a simple alarm system. You need cameras. You need motion sensors. You need glass break sensors. And they're not as expensive as everyone else tries to charge you. It's not. Technology has changed. It's not magic anymore. And you don't need a contract. Listen, I want you to go to simplysafebeck.com right now. You'll get a free HD security camera when you order your system. Then the monitoring is 50 cents a day, and there's no contract. 50 cents a day. Keep your family and your stuff, your stuff, and your family safe with simplysafebeck.com. Go there now, simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're live from the Standing Rock Ranch, and uh, we have Lara Logan coming up next. This is an hour that you do not want to miss. For those with ears, you will hear. These are the times that we have been warning about, and Lara, former 60 Minutes reporter, uh, is all on top of it. All the facts next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talk about my Tacova's boots and how much I love them and what a great company they come from. It's a small business that's doing things the right way down here in Texas. Well, given the challenges that we're going through as a country, Tacova's has asked me to speak about something else that comes to mind every time I put on my Tacova's boots, the cowboy. Now, you know, I'm not a working cowboy, but I know some of those guys and not being one of them, I wouldn't pretend to be. But what I see in them, I see in other people, too. 
because in many ways, cowboy is just a mindset, an uncompromising can-do attitude, a willingness to help even when it's really hard. And most of all, the cowboy knows that the good guys always win in the end. So as you begin the hard work of bootstrapping this country and economy back into shape, Tecovis has the boots you need. Find your pair at tecovis.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck, tecovis.com slash Beck. And what do you say? Let's all be cowboys. Let me tell you about uh, uh, some uh, product that I actually asked them if they would be a part of the program because I believe in them so much because I eat it. Um, and I've been eating everything else, so don't hold that against Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It's really good for you. It has about 150 calories, but it tastes like a candy bar. I, I mean it. It's real chocolate. It is. I don't know how they do it, but it's something my wife, uh, you know, my wife was, well, she was attacked by the, a group of cows yesterday. She was running because she's exercising and she's really healthy and yada, yada, yada. And she keeps telling me, you should eat Built Bars. They're really good. And I'm like, it's a protein bar. It'll taste like a doormat. It doesn't. Uh, I was desperate one day and she was gone. So I snuck one and I'm like, well, let's just try it. And it was delicious. And I asked them to be sponsors. I want you to go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Beck and you're going to save 10 bucks off of your first order. It's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Beck. BuiltBar.com. about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Everything that I have been warning you about for the last, what, 15 years is now upon us. We have an economic depression looming. We have massive unemployment. We have an angry society. We have a total and complete lack of trust. We, we don't trust our churches, many of us. We don't trust uh, our television and all of the, the credible news anchors. And that's the way it is. There's nobody that we trust. Nobody. We have social media. We have China and Russia infiltrating the media and skewing everything. The media is in with big state. Who do you trust in the FBI? Who do you trust in the CIA? Who do you trust in our government? It's it's all coming undone now. Rioters in the streets and you have a group of people there that are nothing, nothing to do with Black Lives Matter or uh, or George Floyd. Nothing to do with that. This hour, Laura will take you through step-by-step step what's happening, and I'm telling you, it's the end game. This is a cornered animal that know that we know who they are, and they have no other choice but to go full bore. This is the moment I've been warning against. Lara Logan joins us in one minute. Miss a minute, this miss is a lot. The Glenn Beck Program.
All right, so recently a hacker uh, group called Shiny Hunters. Oh, that sounds nice. I don't mind that they are shi- they're shiny hunters. They stole my information. Well, they breached 10 companies and are now selling their databases on the dark web marketplace for illegal products. The companies range from an online dating app, food delivery service, online stores, newspapers. The databases hold I'm uh, se- uh, sorry, 73.2 million users records. Hey, could you be one of those people? If if you don't understand how dangerous things are and that your information is most likely, parts of it at least, on the dark web for sale now, and what that really means to you and your good name and your credit and everything else, you need to learn about it. Uh, this is We're in a different time now. LifeLock is a major leader in identity theft protection. Um, they are not just going to help you protect yourself against cyber criminals, uh, but they're also going to help you protect your family against people like shiny hunters. What's wrong with them? They're shiny. That's nice. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK for 25% off. Tonight on Glenn TV, cops under fire, businesses destroyed, innocent civilians beaten, America's burning, all in the name of justice for George Floyd. Glenn goes one-on-one with Flexit founder Candace Owens about what's really driving the riots. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. You know this, I don't have to tell you this, but there has been a coordinated effort uh, to discredit voices that could make an impact that we're calling you back to the Constitution. You know this because you've watched it happen to me and so many others that you you have grown to love and trust. Uh, it's a very well-funded operation. Uh, it was about, a, I think, $100 million uh, in, in money and in basically free advertisement or free anti-PR that places like Media Matters spent and uh, procured to take me down. Uh, you'll read about it in Cheryl Atkinson's book. I was kind of the prototype for it, and they have done it. They've gotten much better, and they have done it time and time again. It is time for us to stand with credible voices, the people that you have grown to trust, and be unashamed in speaking out for truth. Lara Logan is one of those voices that we need to listen to. If you're looking for, well, who will tell me the truth? I truly believe in Lara Logan. She was the uh, chief foreign affairs correspondent for 60 minutes. I mean, well, there was a time that, you know, not just anybody got on a 60 minutes, but now I think that's those days are over. But uh, she worked for CBS News for years. She is a buttoned-up journalist with wide, wide contacts, uh, and she has been investigating Antifa and the riots for a while. And she knows the background of all of these organizations, and she's here to tell us what she thinks is really going on. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hey, Glenn. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, I don't know about good. I'm a little concerned right yeah. now. Yeah, um, I know that you're being taken down uh, by Media Matters uh, now, well, saying trying. that you're lying. 
Yeah, they're trying. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're saying that you are uh, lying about Antifa being involved in this. So take us through this this story and the facts that you have on Antifa. It's kind of extraordinary that anybody in this country right now is defending a, um, a very violent um, terrorist organization, right? A network of organizations, because that's what these anarchist um, groups really represent. And you don't have to take my word for that. I mean, A, look at what's happening on the streets. And, um, and B, you know, more importantly, look at their history of doing this. And then C, just go and see what they're saying about it, right? I mean, because they're not hiding it which is um, in a way even more concerning because for those of us who've followed this for a while and know that this is what they're doing um, and that this is what their agenda is, um, that is what's always been troubling is the way that so many people in the media and in the political establishment have given them cover to operate, including law enforcement, by the way, and one administration after the other. This is not a Democrat, Republican, left, right, blue, you know, red thing. Um, these are uh, extremists. And um, you, sort of, you see a lot of parallels between extremists on the left and the right. They're, um, they're almost, you know, with one or two small differences, they, they pretty much operate the same way, exactly. I mean, there's no difference between what Antifa is doing and the brown shirts of Nazi Germany or the black shirts of Mussolini. So they've perpetuated this in extraordinarily successful deception operation where they have people come, uh, you know, convinced that they're the anti-fascists. That's what the name means, right? But they're not at all. They're, they are extreme fascists who um, uh, their own literature shows that the world that they want is one where there are no laws um, and in which there are no borders, no prisons. Um, but it's very interesting, of course, because how do you have all of that but still actually have some form of order well, somebody has to enforce it, right? So this is where the ideology kind of breaks down um, because there will be people enforcing it. Let me see who they are going to be. Wow, the militant networks will enforce it. So I mean, people these, need, people yeah, need to understand. Abolitionist hey. movement, Glenn. You know, go and look at the 10 points. You know what has to happen for them to get to point number 10? In their words, uh, liberation begins where America dies. And that's what they're looking for. So people defending that... Um, are really showing themselves for who they are, right? I mean, they targeted you. They've t- they've come after me. How many others? There are so many others, and they they do it with their own deception operation. They're pretending that they care about good journalism. They don't. They care about silencing, intimidating, destroying, annihilating, and getting us all to self censor so that we don't cover any of the subjects they don't want us talking about. Laura, let me take you to a bigger picture than just uh, Antifa. Uh, and, and that is, uh, I, I said probably 15 years ago that socialists, communists, uh, radicals, anarchists, Islamists would all work together. Not that they were coordinating, but they would all see the opportunity and they would all work for the same goal. And that's destruction of capitalism and destruction of the Western world. Um, I don't think there's any doubt in your mind that that's what's happening right now, correct? 
You know, it's really interesting because a few years ago, I probably would not have agreed with you on that. I would have agreed in principle that it's possible for people with the same intent and the same goals to align. But I didn't really see this coming. I, I'm not going to take credit for that. Right. Um, I mean, I'm cynical enough to know that just look at the way the Iranians do it. They play every horse in the race and on all sides. And they've been extraordinarily successful at doing that. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I don't think it's possible. But I, I now see that you are absolutely correct. And you can add to that mix um, state actors, as they call them in the intelligence yes. world, as a number of intelligence professionals have said, right? So state actors like China, the Chinese Communist Party, whose ideology mm -hmm. appears to align. Certainly the intent mm -hmm. aligns up right now beautifully because the Chinese government does not want Donald Trump and his administration anywhere near the Oval Office. They do not want to be shut out of the World Trade Organization and global institutions. They do not want the U.S. sending shutting down their vast network, surveillance network mm -hmm. that they've infiltrated um, through the universities, but then from there into every kind of business, which I'm sure you've talked about on your show many times, and um, and they're not the only ones, right? I mean, very alarmingly, I can't tell you, I can't uh, give away my source, but let's just say that um, the vice president of one of uh, an allied country to us um, got in touch with me recently, and when when he sends me these kind of messages, I like, you know, I kind of like ah, oh, because uh, this man is probably the most brilliant man I've ever met in my life. And um, when, he, when he's asking, you know, about um, uh, is this really happening? Because what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from the region is that this is the end of the U.S. And he and um, it's looking like this is uh, not going to pass. And we're wondering where that leaves us. And America is a beacon in our world. It's a beacon in the dark. And if you if we lose you. Uh, we've lost everything. And, you know, when I saw that, this is this is a country, by the way, that we have not been kind to of late. Um, this is not a country that uh, is immune to criticizing the United States. And this is somebody I have enormous respect for who is extremely plugged in. When he says the region, he's talking to the region. Um, and so they see it. They see it across on the other side of the world. What the New York Times cannot see, they see yeah. thousands of miles away. Well, I've been saying for years that there will come a time when everyone sees it, our enemies see it, and they will say, now, go, 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 and it will just dogpile. So as we get to this, as we get to this place, the, the question is, okay, I'm just somebody driving in my car, or I'm in my office, or I'm at home, and I'm listening to this show, and I believe these things. What does this mean to me? What can I do? What do I do? Is, if I believe these things to be true, what do I do? I'm going to give you a second to think about. That's a hard okay. question to answer. But uh, let me come back to Laura here in, uh, in one minute. All right. Uh, let me tell you about Tecovis. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man with a razor-sharp blade. He's listening with pleasure as it slices cleanly through the flesh of an onion. Around him, the air is filled with the sound of delightful things sizzling. Here and there, light clouds of a, uh, aromatic smoke rise to the ceiling like an ancient holy sacrifice. And the busy staff swarm around the kitchen in kind of a choreographed miracle. This is a restaurant 
He just opened it back up, and he has his customers back because his restaurant just had integrity, real spices, real food. The business he built from the ground up with his own hard work and brute determination. He's an honest man, this chef, and he believes a handshake is a man's word, and it still means something to him. When he strolls through the kitchen on the nights where he's not cooking it himself, surveying the kingdom and sampling the various dishes to make sure that it's all just exactly right, he does so in his comfortable boots, a stylish pair of Tecovis boots. Like him, they just exude integrity, made 200 handmade steps to make them, uh, and they're made with the finest leathers and skins. He likes it that way. Something about integrity that rings true throughout the ages. Things that last, like your pair of Tecovis boots. Tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for your frontiers. Back with Lara Logan in 10 seconds. So, Lara, I, uh, I find it increasingly frustrating uh, because I, I feel one of the most important things you can do is just get the truth out. But every time I say that, you just need to retweet the truth, not, not any of you have to find something and vet it yourself as much as you can and trusted sources and not sources that are just playing into what you want to believe and and make sure you keep your credibility and and get those messages out. And I always hear, mainly for my kids, Dad, that's not going to make a difference. It's just not going to help. Well, you know, you're, you're, I'm always astonished that my kids are pretty good at spotting stuff that is, um, you know, that is faked or manipulated. They're better at it yes. in many respects than me. You know what I mean? Like, they just look at it and say, Yes. I'll show them something and they'll say, oh, mom, that's fake. And I'll be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you right. or I. They grew up with it. Time. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, so for example, what Media Matters is doing with me, right? There is a document, an operational document that was out there about the Baltimore riots that, um, that revealed very, very detailed um, operational, uh, I mean, extraordinary details about uh, how these organizations really function and about people they have infiltrated inside law enforcement and uh, local officials and about the different levels of escalation and their secure communication systems and the planning and how they 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 map out you know where they're going to wreak destruction and they avoid certain businesses and everything. So that's the kind of information they don't want out there. They don't mind having out there, you know, we're going to burn all of you to the ground, kill every cop, black, white, whatever. Um, but we don't want you to know how we're going to do it, right? And so um, I've been uh, savaged by these um, attack dogs, propaganda attack dogs and assassins um, who are defending the the violence and defending these violent organizations. And their argument is, oh, it's been discredited by Snopes. Uh, Snopes, their fact check. That's first of all, that's their level of journalism, which is just staggering because you can't trust the fact checkers. Sometimes they're right, and other times they're not. I mean, just take a cursory look at their so-called fact checks, right? And by the way, the Associated Press sometimes even worse. I'm shocked to say because I I grew up with organizations like AP and and Reuters. Um, and 
this is also a tactic, right? When you talk about defeating disinformation, that's a, that's in the name of a democratic super PAC that is aligned with General Stanley mm-hmm. McChrystal and his and the McChrystal group. And they're specifically going after so-called disinformation, but what they're doing at the same time is spreading their own disinformation through a network. You know, you see all these Hollywood stars now suddenly. Don't you think it's mm-hmm. odd that right after McChrystal's came out and defeat disinfo, they made it public that they were going to be using a three-point network of 3.4 million social influences. You suddenly have Taylor Swift is like the most prolific activist in the nation, you know, and you have all these um, people piling on. Ashton Kushner this morning. I mean, that one was hard to watch. Um, and I want to be very clear, it's got nothing to do with racism. I don't have a racist bone in my body. And I, I, and I care very deeply about the racial issues um, in this country and everywhere. But at the same time, it's like, give me a break, people. Open your eyes. And, and to me, the most significant thing that people can do is to not allow themselves to be blinded as to what is right in front of them. Someone I, I respect enormously said to me yesterday, but I don't see them. I'm just like, how is like I've never seen so many Antifa um, agitators all over the streets. I mean, at this point, the number of uh, people who are genuinely concerned and um, and aggrieved by the murder of George Floyd, the average person who feels that way is taking one look at the violence and saying, well, I don't want any part of that. And you see that. I mean, these people are not just blind to the reality in front of their eyes. They're not just saying to you, it's, it's, it's almost like being in a sci-fi movie, right? It's like you're looking at a person dressed in black with his equipment backpack. And if you watch them for a while, you watch their tactics, you see what they're, what they're doing. And someone's saying to you, no, that's not what you're looking at. No, 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 no. Now, that may look like someone who is breaking the windows so that they can encourage people who are desperate or keep people caught up in the moment or criminal elements to go in and loot. But it's not really. In fact, if you're looking at that, you must be one of those bad people on the right. Uh, let's go back to the real issue here, which is George Floyd's brutal murder and the racial divide. I just want to say the police chief of Minneapolis is black. So is the attorney general of Minneapolis, okay? They have someone in charge of state security. He's also black. How many other officials in all of these cities are black? How many of these cities are Democrat run? Open your eyes, people. Look at how you're being deceived. I mean, for goodness sake, it doesn't take Laura Logan and Glenn Beck because, you know, they're gonna come after, they're gonna keep coming after me. This is just the beginning, I know. Um, But what I say to them is, I survived being gang raped and sodomized by a mob of 200 to 300 men, okay, who beat me almost to death. I've been blown up more times than any of these Antifa people have even gone without, you know, uh, electricity or water or, or not slept, you know, in a comfortable bed, right? I mean, they, uh, that, that does not scare me. What scares me is what General Michael Hayden did today, tweeting out an upside down American flag. What scares me is the veiled um, order in what he says, in the words, telling the military not to not to follow their orders. Those are the things that scare me because these people on the streets, the evil, evil people that that seek to target you and me, Glenn, those people, there's someone behind all of them. And that's what scares me. And that's what I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about the deep state and uh, and the, the end game. Coming up, Laura Logan. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. 
want to spend uh, just a couple of minutes telling you about our, our sponsor this half hour, which is Goldline. Uh, I, um, I've talked to you about gold for a long time. In fact, I just got something from uh, my uh, financial people that you know oversee my stocks and everything else, and I, I pulled everything out of, my, out of the stock market. And they wrote to me and they said, Glenn, what are you doing? It's, it's great. The stock market is great right now. It's going to have an, another big, huge run. Yeah, it is. It is. And then it's going to come down and it's going to come crashing down. We have another leg. City has just issued this get into cash. That's what City said. Well, I would like to say um, uh, get into cash and and also maybe 10 percent of that cash should be gold because that cash eventually is going to be worthless. The only people I trust with uh, buying gold is Goldline. I buy it a certain way. I buy old gold coins. Ask them why I buy it that way. But call them. They're waiting for your call now at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. What's really driving the riots? Well, don't miss Glenn's show tonight. It has the answers. Watch it first on Blaze TV at 9 Eastern or wait for the delayed broadcast on YouTube. Live from my ranch, the Standing Rock Ranch. Welcome to the program. I'm glad you're here. Lara Logan is uh, with us now. She was the chief uh, foreign affairs correspondent for CBS 60 Minutes for a long time, an award-winning journalist over and over again. Uh, and, uh, of course, now needs to be destroyed because uh, she's not towing the line. Um, Laura, you know John Miller, um, the counter, uh, what is it, counterterrorism it, task force leader in New it, York, right? Yes, yes, at the NYPD, which is, which is probably... Yeah. The, the best in the world for this. Right. Um, he came out. He came out with a report that was extensive that showed that this was all coordinated. All these riots are coordinated. Mm-hmm. He he has uh, information on how they were setting up bail uh, and raising bail money, how they had people at the precincts and they were already teaching people what to do. Um, mm-hmm. They had all th- this. This is a very complex system. And yet I haven't very. heard any reporting in any media in any media in any meaningful way on this. Oh, no. Explain what John said. You hear, you, what you hear is honestly these idiots out there saying, oh, well, there's a bit of, you know, there's a bit of right wing supremacists and there's yeah, there's some left wing groups, but there's also criminals. And, you know, that's not really the point. Right. And that's exactly, you know, that's exactly how they intimidate people and reporters into not reporting what's in front of their eyes. Because um, not only are there is this extraordinarily well organized, right? But do you really think that you can have bail funds set up? I and mean, when we are talking about hundreds of bail funds set up all across mm-hmm. the country with phone numbers already, that means you've got a phone number that people can call that, you know, they're fairly comfortable with. And they say, we've got lawyers waiting, standing by for you. So where do they get that network of lawyers? Well, they get it from somewhere like the ACLU, right? Um, And all of the other organizations, civil society organizations that used to represent all of us and no longer do. Hmm. And I I tell you, I have some uh, details here from Department of Homeland Security reporting. And there's one after another after another. Here's a May 30th, New York Police Department official states they have strong evidence that anarchist groups had planned to incite violence at protests, including using encrypted communications, right? Unnamed groups had organized scouts, medics, 
caches of rocks, bottles, and accelerants for breakaway groups to commit violence. Another incident, May 29th, suspected anarchist extremists deployed the Black Bloc to counter law enforcement efforts to quell a violent incident in Louisville, Kentucky. That's according to DHS, right? Black Bloc is when, you know, the black clothing, the face coverings, and all the mm-hmm. other things to hide their identity. Mm-hmm. And you, you see them, they hide behind banners. They hide behind, some of them are guys with umbrellas. You've seen a number of, of guys out there with umbrellas breaking windows or hiding behind the umbrellas. And what people, I think, miss when they get caught up in the in the propaganda trap of debating whether, okay, if you're talking about this, then you don't care about race in America. If you're talking about Antifa, right. then you're a racist. Um, that is a political trap that has been very well executed. It is a tool of information warfare. And uh, what we're having happen now is ambiguity increasing is the tactic where uh, nobody can really see what the truth is because there's so much coming at you and there's all these, these honestly, these really dishonest people. They're either very stupid, some of them, but I unfortunately think that percentage is small. Um, the vast majority of them who are going through there are, um, you know, they, they are playing into uh, that side. They're either um, 100% complicit or, you know, there's different levels of being complicit. Because, for example, all those people right now talking about the photo op the president did of going to the church. Is it a photo op when one of the most historic churches in the United States of America that has been there for uh, you know more than a century is set on fire? Is it historic when churches are burned um, across Washington, D.C., and they're not the only churches in this country? Is that um, unrelated to the fact that you're just coming out um, of a pandemic where one of the biggest civil rights issues on the table was people's right to worship and the freedom of religion. How is that a photo op? Is it not a photo op um, for Joe Biden to be in a church in Philadelphia? And then what about uh, the president being uh, where he went after that, where he was standing in front of the of the statue, right? That's being billed as a photo op as well. What? So now the president of the United States is not allowed to choose where his platform for addressing um, the people without it being a photo op. I mean, every time you hear the word photo op coming out of someone's mouth when they're describing this, that's what it is, you know you're looking at someone who is not on the right team. You are looking at someone who wants to see the destruction of this country. They don't even know half of these, uh, or honestly, half so- They don't even know what they're buying into. They think it's about them. But in the end, if you own property, if you have a business, if you have a company, if you have, uh, you know, a decent uh, middle class standard of living, all of that is going to be taken away from you by these people. Read their literature. The oppressors are all of us. We're talking to Laura Logan, um, and she has done extensive work uh, throughout the years, but now on uh, Antifa. Uh, and what is happening uh, on our streets, what's really happening. And I want to I want to leave you with this one um, thing to explain to the American people. And maybe you don't agree with me, so we can start with that. I in all the years that I've been doing this, I've been watching the Tides Foundation and and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Acorn and all these things that just are names and they go away and they open up. But it's mm-hmm. the same people over and over and over again. It's over the same and people. Over. Yep, it is. Uh, over and over. And the same can be said with the people that uh, Barack Obama put in charge. I and mean, for instance, we have um, uh, we have Susan Rice, 
who we mm-hmm. know was involved in Ukraine and that scandal, we know now was also covering up for the Obama administration and involved in the scandal with uh, General Flynn. Um, and now she comes out and she says, no, 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 this is China doing this. I think it's the same people that are in that shadow government, if you will, uh, that know now we're screwed. They've got the evidence on us. If anyone actually does these hearings in Congress and they listen, we're really screwed. So they're motivated to get out of that corner uh, and winner take all, really. And they're just they're from the top pushing all of this stuff uh, again, not necessarily, but I wouldn't count it out, not necessarily making phone calls to, you know, Antiphon saying, hey, do this. They're not doing that, but they are plowing the fields and it's an end game scenario. Do you believe well, that? I, I would say it's, um, it, from what I'm hearing from intelligence sources, law enforcement, counterterrorism sources, it's much more significant than than even what you're describing, because you're not wrong that um, these people have everything to lose right now. If the wheels of justice keep turning, all of those people are exposed and they're uh, they're right. all at extreme risk of going to prison. Actually, under the U.S. Code of Justice, when you look at the act for treason and sedition, and this would be sedition, um, the penalty actually is is. Um, hanging execution right? you can get the death penalty yeah. for this so they have everything to lose and but what the indicators are it's not it's there are all these people whose names we know who are still treated as if none of that ever happened this is a really significant mm-hmm. red flag I'm, I'm it's, it's so important that you raise this because when you see these people out there on television being treated as if none of that ever happened i can tell you as a journalist in all my life but that I have never seen that. I don't even know how to describe that. That is when I say we're in an alternative universe, except unfortunately, we're not. We're in this one. And what, what you don't see are all the people currently in this government, still in those institutions, such as the Department of Defense, who are working with all of those people whose names you know right now to make sure that this doesn't happen. That's what really concerns me. It's the it's the you first think thing this is, that comes we, to mind when I see that the Secretary of Defense today is saying he's not going to support the president. That's what he's saying, that he doesn't support invoking the Insurrection Act, which is the legal authority that would allow the president of the United States to bring the military well, hang on just a second. Street. He is he tweeted an upside down flag. That's General right. Michael Hayden. That's a former U- U.S. general who tweeted the upside okay. down flag, which everyone knows is, is a distress signal, right? Is distress that signal, and I American distress. And, and right. America and is I in think distress, it, but, you could fly it, but don't be fooled. Yes. But don't be fooled, Glenn. Right. Because which America is he talking about? Which Americans is he calling? Because if you look at the other things that uh. he's saying, it's really a signal. It's been, and what I've been told by a significant number since it, it even went out. And very senior people is that he's embedded in that the way soldiers are reading it is he's telling them not to follow orders. And then you have the secretary of defense saying, I don't support this order. So even though the president has the legal right to invoke the Insurrection Act, the secretary of defense at the same time, Mark Esper, is out there just not just a few minutes ago telling the nation 
that he doesn't support invoking the Insurrection Act right now. And there are there's wow. some reporting on an undersecretary resigning over the photo op of the president going through the park, you know, to the protesters. And uh, so that is what up. is most concerning right now is is whose side are these people on? When James Comey wrote his title of his book, Higher Loyalty, that loyalty was to who? To who? Because the highest the highest form of loyalty in this country, as I understand it, is to the Constitution of the United States, the Constitution that yes. founded this country. So what does it mean? Under the Constitution and the Insurrection Act, under, under U.S. law, so is the there, president it, has the legal right it, to invoke it right now. But his, right. his Secretary of Defense is out publicly saying he's not going to support it. Is there, any doubt in, is there any doubt in your mind that we are seeing insurrection? I, don't, I believe there are peaceful protesters, but they are being used and hit, hiding behind it, it, them it, are insurrectionists. The, the peaceful protesters are irrelevant at this point. Not that the things that they're protesting against and that they care about are, are irrelevant. I am not saying that. George Floyd's murder is not irrelevant. But that is not what you're looking at right now. What you are looking at right mm-hmm. now is an insurgency, according to soldiers, according to officers, NCOs, intelligence people, and according to law enforcement people. I mean, the, the counterterrorism people, so the then, former people, DEA people, they, um, I mean, Homeland Security. I can, I can tell you this is moving like light fire through the community. The people who know how these things are done, who recognize the tactics, who see it, they're A, mm-hmm. in shock that it's happening on U.S. soil. And B, what they see is that this is, an, this is a, an end game scenario because when people have moved this amount, when you're stealing cars and you're coordinating on this level and you know, you know that the presidential authority has been given and law enforcement is all over this right now, finally doing the job that they haven't done for decades and they're triangling and mapping these networks, all those people, those, the money that's being laundered through all these charities, all those people that have been behind this for a long time that are funding it, that are financing it and everything else. All of that is, is if, if it were, if the president of the United States right now was allowed to proceed on this path, all of that would be exposed and people would be held accountable. When you start to see the number of people who would be held accountable and you see the power and money behind it, you start to understand why this is a, is this is the worst moment I've ever faced in my life. I don't think I have ever seen anything like it. I am, this is not, you're not going to wake up tomorrow and it's all going to be better. I have uh, never, ever uh, been this worried because this country is a beacon of light for the world. And as long as we're united, as long as we don't let them divide us, we can defeat this. What can people do? They can and realize, don't be played. Don't be the white person that says, I'm going to grab my gun and go out there um, mm-hmm. when, when you're being set up to go out there and do a mm-hmm. mass shooting that they can use against mm-hmm. you. Yes, preserve those rights. Stand up for your rights and for the Constitution of the United States. We already have a game plan. It's called the Constitution. It's there for yes. everyone to see. And that's what you have to follow. Okay. Laura, it is Always a pleasure to have you on, and I'd like to continue to have you on a more uh, frequent basis because you are one of the voices that I think America can trust, and I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Laura. Laura Logan. Boy, if that's not sobering. 
Okay, let me tell you about uh, let me tell you about my dog Uno. Uh, oh, I let him outside because I was looking around for him here in the studio because he's been sitting right behind me. But today, man, he's got a case of the farts that would kill you. Um, Uno, uh, his life has improved greatly, as has ours, because he is a member of the family and we love him to death. And uh, he was just sluggish. And I mean, he's always been this way and he wouldn't eat. We could never get him to gain weight. He was about 15 pounds underweight. And that's the way we always saw Uno. Then we started feeding him rough greens. The food that your dogs get from the store has nothing live in it anymore. You give your dog rough greens. Just try it for 14 days and you'll see the difference in your dog. Uno is literally a different dog. He is much more active. He is happier. He is fun. I mean, he is he's just ready to greet the day every day the way your dog should. Go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Do it now. Here's the governor of the great state of New York, Cuomo. Listen to this about what he believes of, uh, you know, protests. Now, too many see the protests as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. Persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, well, I could show you saying it uh, for for eight years under Obama that wow. if anyone sneezed violently, you said that they were a terrorist, uh, you know, probably there. And you, you might want to I could also you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just send you a copy of all of Martin Luther King's books, because all of them and all of his speeches, he talks about peace. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw in. I'm going to throw in the movie uh, Gandhi as well, because uh, that way, you know what? I'm going to throw in Bonhoeff. You know what? I'll throw in the Bible as well. Jesus, that crazy cat. You're listening to Glenn Beck.